The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast. You need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We're going to get to uh, our review of the very first AEW Dynamite on TBS. Uh, the unfortunate injury that happened to Ray Phoenix there at the end of the show. The absolutely stellar match of the year candidate match that opened the show and everything in between. Uh, and uh, but first. Uh, unfortunately, uh, today, while we were filming our NXT 2.0 review, word started coming through via Sean Rossap over there at Fightful that there were some behind the scenes releases over there uh, at NXT mm-hmm. in, under the WWE umbrella. And uh, it turned into uh, quite a bit more than that yeah. with a lot of names that are recognizable uh, to pretty much anybody paying attention mm-hmm. to wrestling That's right. uh, that, that that were released. Larson, do, do we have a rundown of that? Yeah, we do. So earlier today, as you mentioned, while we're doing our NXT recap, we heard that Road Dog had been released. And then once we were done, words started coming out of a lot more releases. Uh, names include Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch, Hideki Suzuki, uh, Scott Armstrong, uh, Kathy Carino, George Carroll, and William Regal. Sean Ross Sapp yeah. reported all those names, and then PW Insider reported that Dave Kapoor, Ace Steele, and Ryan Katz had all also been released, unfortunately. Of course, the, the, those last names, I believe they were writers uh, primarily yeah. For, yeah. for NXT. Yeah. Um, I mean, as as it had been said on Twitter, it's kind of obvious to see what's going on. In fact, uh, WWE released their own statement 
where they refer to the sort of the changeover of, I think I have the statement right here. It says, uh, with the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we've decided to part ways with some of the staff based on our performance center. We thank them for their many contributions throughout the years and wish them the best. Um, if the idea of the performance center is you're going to bring in basically nothing but green talent. I know they have, they, in December they had a tryout. There's some, been some indie talent. Uh, uh, Idris Anofe's made TV. Mm-hmm. He has spent some time in the independent ranks. I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly how much. But if the idea is the main driver of your recruitment efforts is going to be uh, uh, going into like doing the next in line program, a college program thing, uh, bring in recruits that are completely uneducated in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Why would you get rid of names like Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch, William Regal, William Danny Regal. Birch? I know. I know. That's a uh, that's that's nuts to me. It really is. It really is. If yeah, if if the idea of NXT 2.0 is development, yeah, those are people you want there. You got both Thatcher and Birch and Regal. Yeah. Talented ring technicians that can impart yeah. upon these new recruits the knowledge, the know-how, not only to to like actually do pro wrestling moves, but to tell a story using yeah. said moves. Yeah. You'd think those would be the type of people you want if you want to develop future WWE superstars. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I mean, it's it, it honestly does. Now, all these names has been it's been pointed out are names that were close to Triple H. And uh, I mean, I, I guess the the idea is that was part of his program, and there has been a really nasty indictment on his program that Vince considers it evidently a failure. Which is bizarre because you look at a lot of the champions the last five years, a lot of them have come through NXT. But I know, I know, I, I, and I guess my, my idea about why they changed over NXT was Vince wasn't happy with the talent, not because he didn't necessarily like said talent. He didn't think people in large enough numbers were tuning in to see that talent. So he wants yeah. to go back to how he did things for the longest time. He wants athletes you know guys with size that's what he wants mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah um, it gets and wants to get away from indie talent who have who have developed their own brands on mm-hmm. their own for a number of years that seems to be mm-hmm. the change and I, I i would think it's not because vitz thinks nxt is going to do better in the ratings now it's because that's the talent he wants yeah um yeah, I I don't know. I did you see? Did you happen to catch what the ratings were for NXT today? Because I didn't. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. catch them. I didn't notice them. I, I didn't notice them. Usually, usually I do. Um, usually I just sort of pop my Twitter feed. Maybe there's a delay. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I mean, it it is it's it's crazy to me that these very talented people would be shown the door. It, it looks it, like there's really a delay. Sorry to be there. It looks like okay, okay, yeah. Um, and I mean that that that's that's all there is to it. it. It's it's an absolute shame. We were talking about this, I think, off camera and on camera earlier in the pre-show and uh, and and while we were watching Dynamite. The, the even if Tony Khan is able to sign, oh sorry, top people are saying six hundred six eighty five. This wasn't anything on Showbuzz Daily. Yet. That's why I said it was delayed. But apparently, it was okay, six eighty five. Okay, well that's that's kind of standard for NXT these days. Which I mean, it's still probably pretty good. Um, you know, I mean, all I have to base that off of is 
you know, uh, uh, the idea that TNT would have been happy with 500,000 for dynamite. So I assume USA would be cool yeah, with 685. So from Brendan Thurston today, 685,000 uh, demo of 0.16. It's the mm -hmm. best numbers they've had since Halloween Havoc. Yeah. But it, Fear and Loathing does have a good point here. He says, this feels so personal, so personal and spiteful to fire literally anybody linked to Triple H. We're outsiders. And it feels silly to think that a business would be run that way. But this is the WWE. This isn't a normal business. It does feel that way. It really does. And it, it seems silly to even broach that. But my goodness, you know, it does feel like what is he going to what is he going to come back to if he does come back, mm -hmm. if he's ever healthy enough to come back? The whole thing is just a, it's bizarre and it's it's very sad and it's very disheartening, mm -hmm. you know. It is. So, it is. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I was a big fan of Timothy Thatcher in the short time that I saw him in the product. I know he was he used to be part of uh, the, um, the what used to be Imperium Ringkampf uh, back in the day with Walter and, and Bartel. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, you know, we were talking about that. And even if Tony Khan signs the top five names in that free agent list, guess what? You still have enough people and then some for an entirely new, really high-profile promotion. Now, yep. I don't think for a second anybody has the money. I hope maybe Impact has the money to uh, to sign some of these names. And, and honestly, like Impact could use – Impact could use a bit of a step up in production value, to be honest with you. Some of their backstage stuff just, yeah. I don't know, it seems a bit amateurish. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know where all these people are going to go. Well, I mean, th there is a potential destination. We have Ring of Honor trying mm -hmm. to repackage themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, and depending on what kind of business model they, they adopt, you know, I, I'm guessing they'll still have some of that Sinclair money to spend. And if they want to bring in people, you know, on a on an appearance basis for short runs to kind of get the profile up, that could benefit them potentially. You know, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that there's, and I think the Ring of Honor name still carries some value. You know, oh, I think it. I think it does. They talk about production changes. Um, I am Ash Ketchum here has a question that. It's silly, but it's not. He says, do you think Triple H and Vince have heat over this? And uh, well, there was a report not that long ago that uh, claimed there's no way Triple It seemed kind of obvious that there's no way Triple H would ever leave WWE uh, because it would alter family dynamics. On the flip side of that, doesn't this kind of shit alter family dynamics? Yeah. You would, I mean, I would. you would just think, you would just think. I don't. I. I it, it'd be fascinating to know. It would be. I mean, because how to, to know how close to succession it actually is. I mean, I guess uh, what would damage family dynamics most? Him, Triple H, staying with the company and this kind of stuff happening, or him going off to pursue something else? You know. Yeah. I don't if know. I don't know. I don't know the family dynamics. So it's. Yeah. It's, right. Yeah. We're not there. We're not in the room. Exactly. But it's like it's hard to believe any of this wouldn't alter. Mm -hmm. It's so bizarre. If Triple H left for anything but professional wrestling, I think it'd be whatever. I think it'd be like, hey, you know what? It's not working to me. It's not working for me here. I want to go pursue a different endeavor. Mm -hmm. If he went away to start his own wrestling promotion, I mean, clearly that would change the dynamic. But yes. I don't know. As, as a person with any sort of ego, 
at this point, wouldn't you just be like, oh my God, unless there, unless there is so much more depth to what he does there that this is literally just, oh, okay, no, that's fine. I understand business as usual, which is entirely possible, I guess. I guess, but you see the bonds, the relationships right? he forges with the talent in NXT, how much he dedicated to that comp to that promotion to build it up to, yeah. to build it to be a very specific thing and in 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 certain parts of the wrestling sphere it was a wildly popular thing we love NXT at its peak we absolutely loved it some of the best wrestling in the entire world happened at NXT you know it's it's not silly to think that Triple H would see this as his art right as a personal thing as this is what I am putting into this, mm -hmm. and it's more than just business. Yeah, It's my soul I'm putting into this shit. And you and I both know, we both dabbled in the arts, you know. Um, to put something out there is a very vulnerable thing. Yes. Even for a big jack dude like Triple H. Yes, yes it is. And then to see it dismantled bit by bit by bit, first with botched call-ups, now being picked dry down to the bone, that's gotta kill somebody's soul. You would think. Yeah, it's gotta. It's gotta hurt. It's gotta hurt. It has to. Like he's not a, as much as he thinks he might be a Terminator hunter slash Terminator. He's a human. The being. man is not a robot. He's a human being. And as he's much as he might be able to steal himself for dealing with Vince for all these years, prepare himself for whatever crap Vince throws his way. Something like this still has to hurt. You know, when a call-up mm. gets botched, you know, I'm sure he puts on a, 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 a as good a face as he could and try to be as encouraging as he can. That's got to hurt. You know, when you yeah. when when you, you develop somebody's character so well in NXT mm -hmm. and they get called up, you think, all right, this person has what it takes to go far in the main roster, and they completely dismantle everything you did yeah. to make that person a success. And it's all up to the whims of a 75-year-old man. Yeah, that's got to yeah. hurt. That's got to hurt. Yeah. Um, R. Lopez Ortiz here in chat. Uh, artist on uh, some uh, of the DC Batman books. Terrific. Mm -hmm. My God. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish I had an ounce of that talent. Says here in chat, I can guarantee you as a creative industry working person, Triple H is dead inside right now. How could you not be? How could you not be? And I wonder, you know, we talked about this earlier today, how. On the Freddie uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s podcast, he talked about talking to a Fox executive friend of his who claims, and we have no reason to believe that this, any of this would be a lie, that WWE was want, was interested in Fox purchasing them, but their purchase price was too high. And I wonder if that was right before Nick Khan came on, which was August of 20, or in the year preceding that, mm -hmm. which was August of 2020. Mm -hmm. What was happening in late 2019? That's when NXT was arguably at its peak, right? Maybe around that time, Triple H was like, I'm setting this up. I'm setting this up for because it looks like we're going to be selling the company. You know, we're shopping it around. We're trying to get offers for it. And then that falls apart. And so he's like, oh, okay. Because who knows what, what his future would have been at that point? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then it just sort of stalls out. Then pandemic happens, and that's weird. That throws everything off. Who knows what you know? How the Wednesday Night Wars would have panned out without pandemic? I, I don't know. You know, maybe mm -hmm. it would have still gone the exact same way. I don't. Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I don't know. May, might have hastened NXT's demise. I don't know. But it's got to be. It's got to be 
awful yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially, especially in whatever compromised position he might be in now because of his health. I mean, sitting there and just watching piece after piece be ripped away. And you're also dealing with your broken heart. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project, in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, so I guess we could talk about Dynamite. Um, before we get into it, uh, Floppy here has uh, something from Brian Alvarez. that says Phoenix has a broken arm's head to the hospital as well. Um, and then, uh, apparently Jake Atlas may have been hurt tonight too. Is there, there's no more, um, uh, 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 clarification on what happened with Jake Atlas? Uh, knee. Oh, oof. Ouch. That's gonna so hurt. So hopefully nothing too serious for Jake. Um, no kidding. He just, he just joined AEW. Um, yeah. don't want to see him get hurt, especially right away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then that Phoenix injury was awful, awful, mm-hmm. awful, awful, awful. Yeah. You know, wishing him yeah. a, a speedy recovery. Yeah. So, I mean, for for people who might not have seen it and are just getting the news now, what happened was that towards the finish of the match, uh, that that showed uh, new tag team champions crowned in Jurassic Express. Uh, there was a spot where uh, Luchasaurus does a choke slam off the apron through a table that had been set up um, onto Phoenix. And the first part of it, sort of Phoenix, sort of came out of nowhere. And uh, and landed on the apron into position for the choke slam, mm-hmm. and I it you know I'm not a pro wrestler obviously it looked like maybe there was a positioning issue I don't know maybe not but somehow some way Phoenix's arm sort of got trapped behind him mm-hmm. and so he landed on it and it 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 bent completely the wrong way they replayed it several times and I believe that TV the 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 truck didn't understand. Because even the first time I saw it, I didn't notice it, and they replayed it a couple times. I intentionally looked away because as soon as the accident happened, his his arm just looked bent weird, and it was very limp, and he was screaming, and he was pointing at it. And you can most of the time tell the difference between pro wrestling selling and, oh, my God, this actually hurts for real. Um, When they went back for the final replay, you see it. And it it was it was horrifying. Yeah, it, it really it was. was. It was really bad. It was really bad. And like I said earlier, wishing Phoenix a speedy recovery. Um, yeah, that looked bad. And we'll we'll see if there's some official word from AEW as far as the the diagnosis. Um, but yeah, just an uh, just an awful injury. Awful, awful, awful. 
Yeah, and uh, and it was it was a terrible way. It's it's it was extra, I guess, bizarre because they did a bit where now as the new tag champions, they did this sort of visual to illustrate that they have a target on their back because everybody in the tag division, anybody with any any sort of hopes of being a tag champion, yeah, yeah, even if you want to say if he said it two years ago, like Chris Jericho. Well, they show two different Chris Jericho's in the crowd. They cut to him twice, and like you said in the pre-show, it looked like it was fan cam. Yeah, um, yeah. During a basketball you know, game, what they should have done is 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 found some stock footage or some old footage of Jericho before he dyed his hair <laughs> for one yeah. shot. Then Jericho yeah. now after he's dyed his hair for the other shot. So you think, oh, so there's like, two Chris Jericho's. Now. There's two Chris. You know, raw gate technology strikes again. Yeah. Dynamite gate technology yeah. strikes again with Chris Jericho and his uh, uh, dalliance with Just for Men. Um, which maybe, hey, maybe he was applying the just for men when the lights came out for Alistair Black. Oh, maybe that's slap this shit on here. Yeah, maybe that's the explanation oh. for it. Oh man, and two guys who really shouldn't be talking about, no, uh, especially uh, not me, <laughs> hairlines and whatnot, I know. and I know. graying hair. I know. Um, but it's, I guess that's maybe why it's fun to talk shit. Um, so, but so, apart uh, apart from that awful that awful incident, it uh, uh, dynamite by and large was a really fun show. Oh, it was a blast! Um, the opening bout blast. was fantastic. I could watch uh, Danielson and Page wrestle basically all day. True. Um, yeah, I agree. And, and as great as the match was, I was kind of hoping they'd go a little bit longer. I was totally happy with as long. I thought that this was per, the perfect length. It was what thir, I think it was around thirty minutes. Yeah, because they start they, they they opened the show with it, and I think it ended like everything was said and done like at around 35, the thirty-four. Yeah, thirty-five. Yeah, after the hour, I, I was I, like as soon as the match started, and I, I I thought about it a bit more with the the judges. So it was Paul White, Jerry Lynn, and Mark Henry were the three judges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought okay, maybe they can do the story of it'll go basically a distance, at least pretty long. Uh, Page will get get destroyed, but he'll get the win. He'll get the clean win. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Brian, yeah, he lost. But it, you know, if you go to the if it had gone to the judges' scorecards, they probably would have given him the match. You know, there was like yeah. a protected yeah. finish in that respect. That's what I was yeah. kind of expecting. Um, well, Danielson it, was he was playing. Sorry, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. He was playing to the judges. He yeah, was he playing. Was, was great. He was playing. He was wrestling for this to go to a decision. Yeah. Yeah, he was. So, yeah. He, he he looked at Jerry Lynn. We did the package pile driver during a picture in picture. He went over b- ringside, right by the judges, and basically stretched Adam Page yeah. in their face. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, he was wrestling this for the judges. He wanted this to go to a decision. Yeah. Um. But may, I, I think part of it too, at least for me, is I enjoy watching these two wrestle so much. Oh, it's great. Yeah. That when it was just thirty-five minutes, I'm like, yeah, I could have had another five or seven minutes of this. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was magnificent. I actually liked it better than Same. their than their draw. Same. Same. Um, and you know, the judges did add tension to it and a little bit of comedic, un, unintentional comedy because they just sit there and you know writing whatever they're writing down. You look down, you see Jerry Lynn's thing, and it's just some sort of AEW. It's like AEW scorecard. He hasn't actually written anything. It was on letterhead <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, it was on letterhead, which is pretty silly. Um, but it was. You know, somebody made this point on Twitter, and I apologize. I, I I didn't catch who it was. I think it was in my mentions. They said something like, you know, this really came off like as much of a fight yeah. as a pro wrestling match can be. And and I I I don't always agree with 
I don't agree that there is only room in pro wrestling for matches that feel real. But I that's how I that is how I prefer it. I'm totally fine with comedy stuff. I'm actually itchy to watch some DDT Pro these days with all I the know. Chris Brooks and the and the blow up doll stuff. That looks hilarious. And the stuff Suzuki just did there. I want to. I love the goofy stuff. That being said, when you see dudes just bleeding all over each other and really giving it to each other, I that's my favorite kind of wrestling. It really is, yeah. and I love that kind of stuff. And that's. That's how I felt about the. Match I think any any story, any match that's telling a story that's that's gets you emotionally invested and is really physical. Yeah. And so yeah, you buy into it. You you suspend yeah. your disbelief. You buy into the the knowing full well this is fully completely choreographed. You buy into it that that okay, I'm I'm into the story. I'm believing these guys are really beating the hell out of each other. You know. Yeah. And that is the best yeah. pro wrestling. I agree. A thousand yeah. percent. Yeah, I, I love that. I absolutely love that stuff. So that was great. And then, of course, we've got our very first TBS champion, Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. in uh, with a second rope jaded. Yeah. Glam slam. Yeah. Uh, put away Ruby Soho. And what I thought was a pretty damn good match. Mm-hmm. Every time I see Jade Cargill in the ring, she gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I think that she's got star power, just oh, yeah. immense star that, power. That storm gear she was wearing tonight was amazing. Oh, how great was that? Amazing. Did you see the how the, the pictures? I guess it must. I assume it was a commercial break after the match, where she brought her daughter out and celebrated oh, her win gosh. with her. Gosh, that alone. I'm like, oh man, little baby. Oh, it's great. I love that stuff. Um, so congratulations to Jade Cargill. Yes. Uh, I, I I I I I imagine her work ethic. Just looking at her, I can tell her work ethic is probably off the charts, mm-hmm. and I, I I hope to see her develop more and more over the coming years. Yep, um, I think she's a great choice for a TV. I mean, she named the championship after herself. Yep, she did yep. that B yep. show. She yep, she's going to have that belt for a while. I imagine you're probably correct about that. Uh, let's dive into it. Uh, opened up like we said with Hangman versus Danielson. Like you said, also Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, and well. The Big Show, of course. Two out of those three men famously got cashed in on by Brian Danielson, yeah. Daniel Bryan, yeah. back in the day. But uh, they uh, they didn't have an opportunity to show any bias because of that. No. <laughs> um, and uh, very quickly, Hangman was on the offensive, yeah. had a sense of urgency. I he didn't that. want this to go to the judges. No, no. He, he Danielson, to, yeah. totally fine with it. Killing time. Killing time. What he accused Paige of doing. Yeah. Stalling. Just the best. That's the best kind of heel is a hypocrite. Exactly. That's the best kind of heel. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, again, another match you can go through move by move, beat by beat. Uh, but you just have to watch it to appreciate it. Uh, early on, fairly early on, uh, Paige is busted open after being sent into the ring steps with a dropped toe hold. He's bleeding a bunch. Uh, uh, Brian, Brian during commercial break is just over him, like punching him right in the head. He's stretching him in front of the judges. Yeah. It's he's fantastic. aiming for that cut. He, he was he was punching right on that cut, and he was man, Hangman was bleeding. And I did appreciate the commentary. Uh, I think Shivani said early on he was really targeting Paige's arm. Yeah, yes, he until was, he yeah. got busted open, and then he seemed like his target changed. Now, you know whether I'd like to watch this back again to see if if this was the case in terms of the story they were telling where had Danielson continued working the arm rather getting distracted by the head. Could he have won the match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 So eventually though, uh, page, 
uh, blocks uh, a ring post shot from from Danielson, yanks Danielson to the ring post repeatedly. Now Brian Danielson's bleeding, and he is bleeding a ton. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. That happened quick. As soon as he got cut, you look away, you look back, and his he had a crimson mask. Well, it, that it, was a lot. It looked like he... he, he cut himself, got back in the ring, and then he rolled back out. I don't know if you noticed, because the first time he rolled in, there was a mm. little bit there, and then he came back out. Mm. They went to commercial, More. and during picture picture, it was blood yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. Blood everywhere. Yeah, he really, really did it. And there's a lot of headbutts um, in this match. A lot of headbutts. Yeah, there there was a whole bit after they were both open that they started headbutting each other, started uh, 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 throwing strikes They're doing each leaping other. headbutts at each other. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. And then Brian, after that sequence, Brian hits a gotch pile driver, gets two on that. At that point, he uh, uh, he smiles at the judges because he thinks he has a one. Basically, uh, gives a, a, a hangman some Danielson stomps. He loads up a running knee. Hangman pops it up into a power bomb, but Brian's able to sort of counter the pin attempt into a sleeper. Transitions to a knee lock. Hangman kicks him off. Hits a backdrop driver from uh, hits a backdrop driver onto Danielson. Uh, goes to the apron, and then he hits his buckshot lariat Mm -hmm. for three. Won't let the ref hold his arm up because it's so busted up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great match. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Next, we got an acclaim promo. They were talking about how they stood, even though they lost the match last week. They stood tall at the end. They say they're not done with Darby Allen. He says, next week we're going to show Sting how this generation handles things with viral video. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty funny I like Caster's read on that he says we show you how our generation is going to handle it we're going to make a viral video yeah <laughs> it's like the nerdiest it was, thing so, you could it possibly was pretty say. damn funny it was pretty yeah funny. I, I did I, I somebody replayed this on Twitter I was laughing my ass off when they had that big multi-man match a couple weeks ago and he was he came out with everybody and he was doing his rap and then there was a big brawl broke out. I think it was probably against Kingston and his guys or something like that. And Caster, he's in the mid-rap, and he says, oh, Jesus. And he puts the <laughs> mic down because he has to throw. It was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty, was pretty funny. funny. And and he was not, contrary to what he said on Twitter, he was not one of the judges. He was tonight. not one of the judges. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, we had, we were supposed to have MJF versus Captain Sean Dean. So MJF makes his way down the ring. Uh, right after the opening bell happens, CM Punk runs down, slides mm-hmm. into the ring. MJF runs off. And so Punk turns around, hits Dean with the GTS. So Dean wins ver- via DQ. Therefore, <laughs> yeah, yeah. MJF starts 2022 0-1. Yeah. Somebody here in chat, I think, said, I don't know if this actually happened, but said uh, Mark Sterling might try to get that that uh, stricken from the record, uh, given the circumstances. Uh, but no, that that was pretty shocking. That was a clever way of a DQ, which they almost never yeah, they do in AEW. Yeah. 
is yeah. uh, is DQ. So Punk gets on the mic. He says, uh, he says, it's going to be really hard to fight for a title when you keep losing. MJF calls Punk fake. He says, you induce boredom. The crowd starts chanting, shut the fuck up. MJF says, you know, the crowd was kind of was really sort of playing both sides here. Mm-hmm. MJF says, you wanted to focus on being a world champion. You might have convinced them you're a big deal. The truth is, without me, you're nothing. I make you relevant. You're a fake uh, a bill of goods. You're, uh, I'm the real deal. It's interesting. You have a problem with the Piper comparison. He says, "Do you think you're do you do you think you're Roddy Piper? Because the last time I checked, Piper was talented enough to main event at WrestleMania, uh, and uh, it, which which piped which popped the crowd by the way, and uh, and the crowd started chanting PG Punk, and the great thing is MJF noticed that and then turned on the crowd. Mm-hmm. He didn't want that. He was doing his job there. I liked it. Yeah, yeah." Um, he says, if I'm not showing the proper respect around here, maybe I'll main event a WrestleMania too. Or he says, maybe I'll actually get to main event a WrestleMania because yeah. Punk never did. Yeah, yeah. Punk starts laughing about that. He says, uh, he says, all I want to do is kick your ass, so stop talking and come down here. You ran for me, and if you think the grass is greener over there, go ahead and main event night four of a buy one, get one free extravaganza. Then you'll get released faster than you can last in the sack, which obliterated the crowd mm-hmm. the crowd went nuts for that mm-hmm. one and said you'll and end up then, right uh, back here <laughs> yeah you'll end up right back here and i'll still be waiting for you still waiting to kick your ass yeah and so uh, mjf hypes up the crowd says do you want to see this happen right now do you want to see this do you want to see this he says next week it's going to be punk versus wardlow wardlow punk rolls his eyes yeah this is the difference between uh myself and piper and a worm like you mjf is that piper and i would fight anyone so bring on wardlow mjf it will run out of people to hide behind soon enough, and eventually I'm going to put you to sleep. This is a good question here uh, mid-stream uh, from Joe Juarez. What are the odds MJF attacks Wardlow next week to give Punk a DQ? That's, that's a better idea than having Sterling take it off. That's, the a high, that's highly likely. Highly likely. Or would he do that himself, or would he order Spears to do it with the chair? Oh, maybe. Because Spears is always out there. It could be Spears. It could be Spears. That's actually that's highly likely, and that's actually a really good yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we had a Cody Sammy Guevara video package hyping up their match Battle the Belts this weekend. Oh, man. Easy win for Cody. Oh, we're already looking past it here on Cody Island. Really? Already looking past Sammy. Well, yeah. I don't know if you should do that. I mean, he'll win, but I don't know if you should look past anybody. Then we had Chris Jericho promo. Uh, he talks about the last time he was on TBS was September 7th, I believe, 1999 on Thunder in a losing yeah. effort against Booker T. Talks about how it's great to be back on TBS, back in Newark. Uh, and to be back after those 2.0 guys hit with the chair. says it took him a while to shake the cobwebs out of his head, but he came back last week not to help Eddie Kingston, but to get revenge on those 2.0 dipshits, and that brings 2.0 out. They welcome him back. Matt Lee says, hey, the last time we ran into each other, we gave you a little bit of a taste of a steel chair. Taste. Jericho says, I don't like the taste of it. Can't stop staring at your square head. And then he says, uh, Jeff Parker has a pinhead. He tries to get that chant going. Pinhead, square head. And then uh, eventually, though, he goes and gets Floyd. Daniel Garcia tries to attack him from behind. Uh, Jericho hits him with Floyd. 2.0, start beating down Jericho. And then Eddie Kingston and and, uh, Santana Ortiz run out to make the save. Kingston and I literally twinning tonight. Oh, yeah? Black hoodie, gray sweatpants. I don't have any uh, of those boots he wears. Oh, no no Timberlands? The Timberlands. (laughs) Yeah. After that, we had an Undisputed Era promo. Uh, Cole says last week was awesome. We whooped uh, uh, best friends' asses. Boys are back together. 
Uh, he says, and uh, by the way, uh, uh, Kyler Riley, I know you kicking me was an accident, but it wasn't an accident. The Bucks came down to make sure we won. Guys, we're a super group. Everything's great. It's so exciting. And it's also exciting that Jake Atlas is here. How about in about two weeks on Rampage is me versus Atlas, and I'll give Jake a one-way ticket back to Orlando. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we got Wardlow versus Antonio Zambrano. Uh, so before the bell rings, Zambrano rolls out of the ring while the ref is doing like the, the pre-match check on Wardlow. Spears hits Zambrano. Sean Spears hits Zambrano with the DVD C4, as he calls it. Yeah. Puts it back in the ring. He's telling Wardlow, cover him, cover him. And Wardlow at first is mad. And then he smiles. And they proceeds to powerbomb Zambrano five times. Five times. Before getting the win. Five times. As as safely as he can, by the way. You pointed that out. It's really safe, but it looks like every single one of them looked like they hurt. His body language, everything about like the the like he he put so much intensity into the move, but then you could just tell when he brings it down, it's like, oh. I mean, it probably doesn't feel good. No, but, but he, he, could he feel ain't killing the guy. Worse. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like five Sid power bombs. Um, after that, why did you wince on that one? There's like Sid, two, Sid's power bombs seem horrible. There's two distinct eras of Sid power bombs. If I remember it early on, yes. <laughs> but then by the time I feel like a cycle Sid came around, he was basically put like I remember one specifically with Shawn Michaels. He picked him up and then held his lower back on the way down to put him down like as gently as possible. <laughs> hey man, when you were dealing with Shawn Michaels back then. <laughs> you got to be careful with that guy. He'll uh, he'll go running a Vin Man. Yeah. So. Who had the okay? Who had the nastiest power bomb then? Vader. <laughs> That's a good point. It's Vader. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. After that, we had a Chris Stantlander, Layla Hirsch uh, recap. Uh, they got this. They're doing the story how they were friends, tag team partners. Now they don't get along. Um, I, 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 I appreciate their building up a story on dark and elevation and actually showcasing that on Dynamite. It's probably something they should do much more often. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, really, they you should know, have had the yeah. blow-off match to Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss on Dynamite. You know what? I will disagree with that. I actually appreciate... I think that they should give shine to what's going on there on, on TV to drive people over there. But if I'm a dude who's like, hey, you know what? I just like watching Dark and Elevation. Or just Dark. I like that they're building stories there. I did, and too. Then paying them off there i'm okay with the payoff being there i'm all right with that because here's the thing also if conversely if i'm just watching tv and i don't watch dark and elevation which nine times out of ten is me like i keep up if there's stories going on there 
but the average person might not. They're not going to get the story unless they do like a recap. They're just going to get a yeah, rando no, match. I understand, I understand that. that they're not going to get the said, build for. We, so we why saw, not just pay it off there? We saw uh, Sonny and Joey on Dynamite, I believe. Um, I remember watching footage of, of them breaking up, and I don't really watch Darker Elevation, so I must have seen it somewhere else. Maybe it was on Twitter. I don't know. Um, but I just feel like we were introduced to the story, granted, at the very beginning. Remember they had those great little vignettes of them? That were Dude, like that shot like really a, well. That was like two years. No, I do. I love them. They were great. It was like two years ago, though. That was a long time ago. I guess my thing is like. I understand your point. I do yeah. understand your point. But I feel like there's some stories that I feel like in some feuds that, that you know, yeah, they, they've developed and built on darker elevation. You can make the case, obviously, that they should culminate there. But at the same time. I feel like there should be a bit more crossover because me yeah, as a that, dynamite yeah. and rampage fan, you know, I, I, I try to follow what's going on on dark and elevation best I can. Although I don't, I don't really have time to watch it. Mm-hmm. But if I saw some of the stories that were playing out on darker elevation through recaps, whatever on, on dynamite and rampage, I might be more inclined to watch. I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, my thing is, I just think that if 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 you're gonna tell a story on one show, regardless of what the show is, you should probably blow it off there because people are gonna be loyal maybe to that show. Um, I, I I agree with the idea, the general idea that if cable TV is sort of a reward for good work, a showcase saying, hey, you deserve to be on cable TV for all the good work you're putting on in the YouTube show, then absolutely. But for some stories like, hey, man, you know, that's kind of what I want from Dark and Elevation is like, tell some stories there and blow them off there. Oh, so yeah. That totally. If I, if I totally. just want to watch that, I can just watch that. Totally. But I think some of the, the, the more prominent ones, they, they could be enhanced by being on cable television, obviously. I think that, yeah, I think they should absolutely let us know what's going on in Dark and Elevation, but they don't. No, not really. Um, not generally. They have the little ticker. <laughs> that goes yeah, by. they have the results. Yeah. They yeah. have the results. Yeah. And that's the extent um, of it. Yeah, more after that, we not. had uh, the TBS uh, championship finals. Uh, Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho. Jade came out in some storm gear. Oh, man. Amazing. It was awesome. Amazing. It was great. Um, I, for a second, when Ruby came out, I thought she was coming out in like, some Green Lantern gear because she had Volt I know. and the O in Soho. I was like, no, nah, it's just a coincidence. Yeah. I thought they were doing some uh, some, uh, some cross-universe yes, yeah, promotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amalgam, amalgam action. There, yeah. You know? <laughs> amalgam comics. Amal- amalgam universe, yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, what's amalgam? Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what the hell amalgam I was. I didn't know either. Is there a worse name? I know we've got a friendo out there in the community, Owen Likes Comics, who does YouTube uh, videos on comics, which are really good. Mm-hmm. Is there a worse name? I want Owen to tell me, is there a worse name in the history of comic books than for such a massive event? I know. Amalgam. That's so bad. It All really the cool was. names you could have come up I with. I know. I know. I know. Uh, so the story of this match pretty much was Ruby trying to work over Jade's leg and Jade going after Ruby's bub shoulder. Um, she had it all taped up, basically a target all over it. Um, and that's what she did for the better part of a match. And, you know, every once in a while, Ruby would try to work the leg. She did hit a Saito suplex uh, at one point. That gets her a two, and then Mark Sterling gets on the apron, starts arguing with Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey just tosses him. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, mm-hmm. prior to that, uh, Ruby hits like an arm drag off the top and it's really selling her shoulder. Mercedes Martinez runs down to mm-hmm. ringside, and then Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa runs down, and they brawl the back. That happened like in the first yeah. third of the match. And it was yeah. getting back towards the cool. end. 
So Jade looks for Jaded. Ruby counters it with a roll-up, gets a two. She hits no future. Jade just barely kicks out. Barely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Barely. So then Ruby puts Jade on the top rope. Uh, Jade hits a couple punches. Uh, Ruby's again looking for the top rope arm drag. Jade blocks it, hits Jade off the second rope for the win. Mm, it looks like they were going to try to attempt a top rope one. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the original plan. Yeah. I was very glad they didn't. You yeah, just want to, whatever you do, you want to make sure you nail it. If it has to be a little bit less spectacular, mm-hmm. fine. Make sure you get the fundamental down. And yeah, that, yeah. that was a pretty, I mean, that's already an awkward spot from the second rope, but I'm glad yes. they hit it. Um, Ruby was the perfect finals uh, uh, wrestler mm-hmm. for, for Jade Cargill. And again, they've got a lot of really, really solid veteran wrestlers there in AEW. That's who you want for your opponents with uh, with Jade here. Uh, after that, speaking of veterans, we had a sit-down interview with Serena Deeb and uh, JR. I want to know about this rivalry, you and uh, you and Sheeta. Uh, you know, what's up with that? And she says, you know, Sheeta got some fluke wins. She says, but I'm a 17-year vet. This is all about me claiming the top spot. JR says, you know, it seems like there's something. I can't, I can't figure out what it is. There's something that gets under your skin about Sheeta. What is it? <laughs> Deep says, she says, JR, is there anybody else on my level in that women's division? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, hard to say. She says, there's a reason they call me the professor. <laughs> she takes what she wants. She demands no, a rematch. Professor, she's, she's got a PhD in this business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I was just thinking about the kid from Man One who dresses up like Spider Man now. Oh, yeah. Um, she, uh, Remember she we went to E3 t- that one year and he was there? No. Yeah, they were promoting really? some, some like. Uh, oh yes, I do it remember was, it that. It was a street ball game, and they had a little court set up in the in their in their booth. And the controller was like the ball, wasn't it? Something maybe I don't remember that. It was but something weird like that. I was like, like oh was wow, cool for? professors here. That's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. I remember uh, Suge Knight being there. That was yeah, that was terrifying. I was like, good thing I don't hold any popular music rights. He might hold me out of a hotel window. Uh, anyways, she says uh, she takes what she wants, and she went to TK's office, demanded a rematch on Dynamite with the Sheeta. She says, I'm going to take 17 years of frustration out on her ass, so she's so bad she's not going to be walking out on her own. Wow. Wow, that was pretty violent there. Uh, after that, we had Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman Jr. Looks like Brian Pillman Jr. got a fresh haircut. Uh, his mullet <laughs> looking really sharp there. Uh Julia Hart had an eye patch on. What are you laughing at that for? <laughs> I hadn't. I noticed it, but I didn't process it. Yeah, it was cleaned <laughs> up. It was really cleaned up on the sides. It was really, it was really short. It was I was I was looking more at his green gear. I don't know. I don't, something was off, like off about it. I was like, what is what is with that gear? It looks very like generic. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe you're you you like subliminally you were like, oh, he's got a fresh mullet going there. It's yeah, cleaned it could up. be. Yeah, just something about the whole package felt a little off, but you you really weren't aware that it was the haircut. It was, it was, the, it was the main. Yeah, it was the main. Yeah, uh, yeah. Julia, uh, lack of depth perception there with the, uh, the eye patch. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so this was actually this was a pretty fun match. Um, yeah. uh, down towards the end, Malachi hits uh, Pillman with a head kick. He's lifting him up for a black mass. Instead, Pillman holds on to the leg, hits a forearm. Starting a bit of a comeback. Actually hits a jackhammer to get a two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I looked away for a second. I look back, and the Pillman just falls to the mat. So did he just, like, slip off the top rope, or do you go for a splash or a drop kick and, and just completely miss? Oh, was this for the, the finish here? Yeah. I he, I think he worked a botch. I think this was – he went for a springboard of some sort. Gotcha. But he just – he fell. 
and, 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 and it was really mass, yeah. coincidental that he got hit with the black mass right after that. Yeah. I was actually kind of bothered that, like, you know, when Malachi does the uh, the lift up the chin thing, I was really bothered they let Pillman, of all people, like, I think it should be a bigger opponent that counters the lifting of the chin thing. Because Pillman grabbed the foot, which seems like an obvious counter, but know, nobody has been able to figure that out, really. Even back to the NXT days, I've never been that into the lifting from the chin thing. Because it oh, seems I like such an, easy thing, such an easy thing to counter. <laughs> doesn't make a lick You guys hold sense. on to the foot. I know. It doesn't make well, any sense. But the guy's so, you know, the idea is you're so fucked up. You can't do anything about it. You're resigned I get to that. defeat. I get that. But at the same time, yeah. though, it doesn't make any sense. I like it much better really? if he just hits a black mass out of nowhere. You just want people to start shooting all over the place. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Grab you know, power bomb. I'm just gonna deadweight you. I'm not gonna do a crunch up so you can throw me down. Although it looks like uh, what's the face? Uh, Luthez used to do that shit for us. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway, so uh, Malachi hits the black mask for the win. He leaves the ring, stops, turns back. Uh, at this point, Julia Hart's in there tending to Pillman. Um, Lucha Brothers come out. Lights come down. We're all thinking Brody King's showing up tonight. The crowd started chanting. That I know. Too. They come back up. And Lucha Brothers and Malachi have switched places. Malachi is now on the ramp, and uh, Lucha Brothers are in the ring. So this is what he tweeted a couple days ago, three days ago. All right. The color will reveal the hidden Wednesday 2 with a third to come. We didn't get Brody. And so in this image here, the color is the, the eye, the redness right here. Well, I think so, Julia is the second person to wear an eye patch. She is. And I think that she is. I I was surprised there was not more of a reveal. I thought she was going to like, after the match, she was going to turn on Pillman and like, you know, spit on him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Pff, missed him. She was acting um, much differently. tonight. She was acting very strange. Yeah, she was. So maybe that's the second. And then, you know, Brody's going to show up uh, whenever. Yeah, so it's going to be Pack, it's going to be Julian, it's going to be Brody. I think so, yeah. They're going to start factioning up some more people, man. they got too many people on the bus. Anyways, uh, after that, we had a Ruby Soho interview with Tony Schiavone. Uh, but almost immediately, Britt interrupts, says, this is the second time you couldn't get it done. And Ruby says, that's big talk for someone who needs help to win. And in fact, you've never beat Riho with help or without help. So why don't you go prepare for your match? And then Britt attacks. And then Riho comes in and makes a save. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After that, we had a Aaron Solo QT Marshall promo, and uh, QT is taking all the credit for training Hook. Says he shows up late, eats some chips, stretches people, leaves early. But there's one person he's never stretched, and that's Aaron Solo. And Aaron yeah. Solo just says, "Stretch me if you can. Survive if I let you." Yeah. Uh, after that, we had our main event: Jurassic Express versus Lucha Bros. Uh, this was a really just fun match. It was pretty long. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave it plenty of time doing all sorts of crazy shit, springboards and st- bouncing off stuff and cool that, stuff. That uh, that destroyer Jungle Boy did off of uh, Luchasaurus's shoulders was insane. Oh my god! Yeah, that was nuts. That was nuts. Um, and then uh, and then yeah, so we got the finish. We mentioned already the unfortunate spot where Phoenix got choke slammed through the table, and then I don't know if they had to change up that finish at all um if it was supposed to include phoenix and uh, and luchasaurus there i'm not sure but it i mean it seemed a tad underwhelming he's basically like kind of a roll-up wasn't it yeah it was yeah 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 uh, pento was going for made japan and, and jungle boy rolls him up to get the win 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, they got the titles, and then everybody just starts filing out and staring at them. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of a, like I feel like most of the people are just sort of concerned with what just happened to Ray Phoenix because Penta immediately jumped down there. Mm-hmm. And then they're all everybody just seemed kind of somber. I know they were probably selling, oh, we're gonna we're coming after the titles. I'm not sure like how they were supposed to act. Yeah, but I don't know. The whole the whole thing just seemed like, especially after that last replay, because I did like an additional replay of the spot, and you totally see what happens. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's a bummer. So yeah. it was kind of an awkward petering out of the episode. Yeah, yeah. And I th- well, I think the the stuff at the end with all the tag teams coming out, we're like, hey, look at our tag division, how loaded it is, and also we're all coming for. The titles now, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, answer yeah. some questions here. I uh, got a couple questions here on the Patreon. If I can, there we go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Soakin Russ asked, "Do you see William Regal going to AEW and becoming the manager of the Undisputed Era?" I would love that. Um, I don't know what Regal wants to do at this point. I mean. Uh, I mean, he's old, but he's not that old. And uh, I think that he probably feels he still has a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody would be foolish not to offer him a position wherever mm-hmm. in pro wrestling. I would love to see him manage the group that would always give him fits. There's plenty of uh, uh, history there, or even, like you had mentioned also, uh, Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. there's history there as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be terrific. Oh, one Maybe- thing we- Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, finish, finish. I was gonna, my my last thought was maybe Cole really does run roughshod with both of his groups as one big super group. Tony brings him in because he's the only guy who he can, knows he can control. Yeah. Uh, one thing we failed to mention at the end, so we had the shots of all the tag teams on stage, but they also cut up to uh, Jericho sitting in the stands a couple <laughs> times. Uh, yeah. Malachi was up there too. Malachi, yeah. So just setting up, I guess, the the the, the tag division, I guess. It was a cool, I mean, it, it's, it was a cool, unusual, it was a unique way to finish the show with, oh my God, these guys, everybody loves them. They got the fun theme and and they got everybody on them now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was it made the titles feel big. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Kyle says, morning friend, I was just scrolling through Twitter and seeing releases who got released. It's uh, largely personnel in NXT. Regal. Yeah. Uh, Thatcher, uh, Danny Birch, among others. Uh, oh, good question. Blake Whitehouse says, if Malachi Black is the undertaker of AEW, who should be the cane of AEW? Bray. Abaddon. Abaddon, too. That's good. Uh, organ Grinder. So Thunder Rosa is Wolverine. Jade is Storm. How would you envision other AEW women's wrestlers as X-Men? Ruby as uh, Jean Grey because she's got mm. orange hair. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how they made red hair in the comics was just make it orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who would uh, be Cyclops? Malachi Black. What's supposed to be in the women's division? He's only got one eye. Oh. Uh, Julia Hart. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> knew it. Knew it. <laughs> uh, can't do better now. Yellow Flash. Should AEW create a women's tag team championship to boost their women's roster? Um, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 
Dang MQ says remaining PC coaches are Matt Bloom, Sarah Amato, Kenny Dykstra, Fit Finley, Norman Smiley, Robbie Brookside, and Terry Taylor. That's still a hell of a lineup right there. And then Terry Taylor. Xavier Gray says, do you think that Cody Rhodes is going to hold the TNT championship belt hostage like Brock did with the Universal Championship back in 2017? Or is he going to drop the belt to someone else? Well, he'll drop it eventually. Uh, He's going to drop it eventually. I don't think he's going to have it like that. Um, No, I think he's going to tell a story. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to tell whatever story he's got cooking up Mm -hmm. where he goes bad guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, great question. Steve Klein. If you were to go heel, how would you change up your look? I'd wear flashier clothes. I went to go return. I got a, a my uh, my mother-in-law got me like a Nike hoodie mm. for uh, from Macy's for Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, uh, it, it sort of fit weird. So I was like, she gave me the gift receipt. I was like, hey, I told her. I was like, hey, I'm going to take this back. Get something else. She's like, okay, cool. Go ahead. So I took it back. I found a leather jacket. Oh, like wow. a cool one. Like it has like the little puffy like thing. It looks neat. Uh, for it was like originally three hundred dollars. It was marked down sixty five percent. So I only ended up paying, and I had the fifty dollar credit. I only ended up paying fifty bucks for it. Nice. I was very happy with it. But while I was waiting in line, I look over and they have all sorts of like sort of Seth Rollins type suits and stuff. I was like, man, if I ever become like a pro wrestling manager, like if we ever walk Simon Miller to the ring. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get something like that. That's a good idea. Very loud. That's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess the, the what's, what's the typical thing? You 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 turn into a bad guy. You grow a goatee. Well, that's Star Trek. That's the mirror universe yeah, you're thinking of. That's what I do. Yeah. Okay. This mirror universe. Yeah. Well, you have a full beard. Mm-hmm. So you would just, just turn into a goatee. But this is like my what, defining characteristic is my facial hair, and if I have less of it, people are like, "Oh wow, he's turning keel." Bald and a mustache, please. Can okay. we do that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Sure. Sure. Good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. Uh, Stevens J says, not sure if this was mentioned, but this was AEW's first ever DQ finish. There was a DQ in the Pack versus Kenny match, but that was only for a fall kind of wild. Mm-hmm. I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, here we go. George Calloway says, we have champions for the TNT channel. In the TBS channel, which AEW wrestler would you book to be the champion of the Going In Raw channel, the WrestleJuice channel, and the Enforcers Hockey Jersey channel? Wow, great question. Yeah. Uh, is it any wrestler, or does it have to be an AEW? AEW. Well, Bret Hart A-A-W. held the title briefly in a at Double or Nothing, so okay, or at or whatever show it was. And yeah. uh, so he would he would he would be the 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 wrestler for Enforcers Hockey Jersey Channel. That's good. That's good. That's good. What about here at AEW? I'm sorry, at Going In Raw. Well, who's the most Going In Raw wrestler in AEW? Oh, it's somebody in Team Taz. We'd get the drop on Hook. We'd be like, oh, we call dibs on Hook. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Or or Taz. Yeah, Taz is. Make Taz it Taz. Let's make, Taz probably makes more sense. Yeah, for Taz us. does make more sense. Russell Juice. Over at Russell Juice. Um, AW Wrestler. It would be probably the first prominent member of Cody Island. It'd be QT Marshall. Good. I've got like one viewer over there who's obsessed with QT Marshall. 
Rotten something or other is his name. Mm. Yeah, he always asks me QT Marshall questions. Interesting. Uh, Flats yeah. says, who's someone in 2022 and AEW you want to see more of? For Flats, it's Hobbs and Deeb. Hobbs is absolutely yes. definitely high on Hobbs. my list too. Hobbs um, needs to be pushed. Push, yeah. push Hobbs. Hobbs and you know what? Nah, I don't know. We see enough. Um, Hobbs. I mean, can we say who we want to see less of? Dan Lambert. Yes. I want to see less of him. I want to see more of Scorpio Sky, but doing his own thing. Yeah, agreed. Less Dan Lambert. Right. More right. Ethan Page, again, doing his own thing. Less, less Dan, Dan Lambert. Lambert. Right. You guys see a pattern here. Um, let's see here. Uh, White Brownie asks, who should be Jade's first feud as champion? Uh, somehow... See, this is what I like about Jade. I feel like Jade can be a bad guy or a good guy. Mm-hmm. So I would say Jamie Hayter. Yeah, that's good. Real terrific wrestler. I think they'd have they'd have they they would have styles that probably make sense together. Mm-hmm. That'd be a hard hitting physical match. Right. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Uh, not now, Mike. Is AEW in danger of repeating WWE's mistake of having too much talent, and not enough TV time? Yes. They're getting to that point. They are. They're getting to that point. We're, we're, we're sort of rounding that bend where we used to say, no, they're great. Well, they, yeah, they just sign a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're at that point, people. Uh, Floppy asked, realistically, who in Team Taz wins the AEW title first? Ricky Starks. All right. Uh, Shane Kenavan. Where do you think this Adam Cole stands at? Where do you think Adam Cole stands at the end of this tug of war story with Undisputed Era, Young Bucks, or something else? By by the end of it all, by himself. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to give us plenty of Undisputed Era. I think they're going to give us plenty of him with the Young Bucks. But I think at the end of the day, he's going to burn all of his bridges. And just be Adam Cole. Adam Cole, man alone. Yep. Man alone. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll answer some more of your questions. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Tomorrow at noon, Pacific 3 Eastern, we're going to be uh, doing a watch along of NXT UK. So uh, swing on by for that. Yes, please. And, uh, right here at the Twitch. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.